concept of ageing is changing in that being older is often now considered to be a time for rejuvenation. If one is to look up that word rejuvenation, it means to have a renewed life, time to process, new energy and add more vigour to something one values. But not everyone is so convinced of that. And getting older is seen as a time of debilitation instead. That's why every month, we like to invite a guest to share with us their positive personal story about their journey to being older. Hearing of another person's experience helps us strengthen, challenge or change our perceptions, opinions and values. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ironing Out the Wrinkles. I'm your host Kate Shaw. And I'm your other host, Ros McMaster. Together we're taking the age out of ageism, helping men and women embrace life after 50 with less fear. Joining us with her personal story today is our guest, Marg Brown. Aged 73 years, Marg is proof that the researchers got it right. Since retiring from a much-loved position as a community palliative care nurse, Marg and her husband of 45 years have been enjoying fantastic adventures traveling the world each year. Marg says, life is a book. If you do not travel, you only read one page. Marg, hello and welcome. We are so delighted to have you as our guest today. Hi, ladies. Nice to meet and speak with both of you. <laughs> Marg, you mentioned that you worked as a palliative care nurse. How and why did you reach the decision to retire from nursing? And did you have a plan in place for how you'd spend your days in retirement? Yes, yes. It was something that I think beginning, there were changes happening within the service I was working for. Um, and... I just felt it was time to perhaps um, retire and start start enjoying life with Ross before illness started to set in. Um, I was in a management position um, as the nurse manager for a while and it certainly wasn't for me. And there was a lot of encouragement to head down that field. And I'm a nurse. I'm not I'm not a manager and I just felt for the time it didn't burn me out but it was starting to head that way so I thought right let's just leave on a high when I really felt a bit sad about leaving but I've got some arthritis starting well then in my fingers that have slowly got worse and I think it would have been difficult to continue working so no, I made that decision and left. I dropped I, a part-time first. Oh, yes. Slowly eased into it. Yeah, I remember you when I first met you many years ago that you told me stories about palliative care and mm. you absolutely loved it, didn't you? <clears throat> oh, I did. I was. It was my passion. You know, I'd been nursing, um, well, I started at 17, so 40, 45 years and the last sort of 20 of those were in palliative care and it it was a passion I thought this this is my niche yeah yeah what what did you love about it oh I think you know when you admitted someone to the service who was 
fearing a little bit of their illness. They were um, but willing to talk about dying. Not everyone did. But when they did, it was... Um, it just made the job so much easier when you could encourage them to talk about their fears, help allay the, the fears of dying and encourage them to live until they die. Um, and I worked closely with the Bayside Palliative Team at the time and we used to have fortnightly meetings to discuss our clients. They were so supportive. You could build up a rapport with the GPs some of the GPs weren't all that easy to talk to, but 80% of the time, 90% of the time, it was, it was challenging but, but rewarding in some yeah. ways. When you had someone that said, I'd like to stay at home as long as I can, um, didn't always work out that way, but when it was possible for them to die at home with family, um, and free of as much pain as you could help them be comfortable was was really good. That's wonderful. So you would visit people in their own homes yes, to assist day, with that? I just I'd probably have four or five. Depends. Sometimes you'd get there and you'd think you'd be there for half an hour and you had to be there for an hour and a half. But if you arrived and they were in a lot of pain and when you left they were smiling, that, that was the best yeah, you remind me what happened to my brother when he died um, a year, about a year and a bit ago. He had palliative care nursing coming in. I'd never seen it before. It was like angels, really. Made a big difference to him to be able to um, pass away at home. Oh, it yeah. makes a big difference. Well, there was almost time for a cup of tea because sometimes it was half an hour with the patient and an hour with the family. You know, the patient was important, but the family, and I would try... And um, even after the death, always have a bereavement visit. Oh, that's so and nice. And I used to go to the funerals as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it, was a, it was a finishing off for me. Yeah. yeah. You Is know, it, it's... Go on, yeah. Mark, sorry. sorry. No, yeah, a finishing off for you, which is really lovely because it's, yeah, otherwise you just see them when they've died and... Mm -hmm. And that's it. But it, it continues for and you. You take it home breathing. a little bit. Um, yeah. Sometimes at the back at the office, if you could discuss anything, any any problems that happened, there was a nurse manager at one point there who, and it was a man, and he he said, "Mark, time for coffee." And him and I just have oh, a little nice. time where he he just listen, tears at times, but. Yeah, it, it was it's good. nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're kind of off topic here. We were supposed to be talking about your retirement life, but palliative care is such an important mm. topic and, and we're sort of speaking to someone from the ground level who was involved yeah. and so compassionate. It, there was that book that was written um, not so long ago, the, the Five Regrets of the Dying or something, I think it was. Do you know of it? But there's... You know, in I've sat with two people who are in their dying phases, and like you said, if you could get them to talk, um, and this book really seemed to make it sound as though people were willing to talk about their regrets while they yeah. were dying, and and they're not so willing, really. Well, it was my experience. Funny, we do a lot when we start work. 
preparing for retirement, but who prepares for dying? Mm. Don't, you know, it's sort of a bit of a no-go zone to a lot of people. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like, you know, yeah. You know, everyone, everyone will be faced with that. And if, if we can prepare for it, you know, even, even tell your family where your will is. Have you made a will? Have you? And there was one palliative lady who was about my age at the time and one day she said oh I won't I won't be here to see my daughters get married and I said well why don't you write them a letter and just have a letter that they can read on that day you know have a little memory box it's a comfort beautiful what a lovely idea Mm. yeah and nice if you can start. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't sort of start preparing those things. <laughs> but now, no, no. But if, even for the dying of natural causes, you know, don't yeah. let yeah. be written when you're laying in hospital. Well, just... we we just were talking to um, a lawyer the other day. One of our guests was talking about wills, and I was telling the story about the solicitor was sitting next to my husband in the hospital getting his will organized before he died so yeah we we have a lawyer talking about how important that is but what what kind of other things did you find people were regretting in their last moments were they expressing any any sort of regrets that they like didn't do or yeah. oh, probably things that you know especially if they're younger what they weren't having a chance to do um but no no but i, I there were a few, t- few times when broken marriages, the wife would return to look after the husband and they were divorced, but they were still good friends. And on two occasions, the wife returned to look after the husband, which I thought was that's really lovely. nice. Mm. Well, that, that's my story too, actually. Yeah. We'd, we'd already um, been separated for a couple of years and I ended yeah. up, you know, nursing him in yeah. the end. Yeah. But if I had my nursing career all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. That's nice. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, very rewarding. And so um, you retired then and it was um, not an easy decision because you loved it, but easy because you were being moved into a role that you didn't like. So did you have a plan in place for when you retired? Well, I did because there were things that, you know, I thought, right, I... I would like to volunteer. I'd like to do things for me, but I didn't want to overcommit. I was very fearful of, of they, you know, now I say I'm busier than ever, and it is true. When you've retired, you tend to take up things, and there was always that little voice in my head saying, careful, you don't overcommit. So when I first retired, I thought, what can I do? So I joined Meals on Wheels. And thought, you know, I, I did it for about nine months and I didn't like it. You had to give I, it a go, I, though. It, it's very necessary to have people doing that. But um, I thought, no. Um, so I don't know. For a few years, I thought, well, I make a wish. That was another thing. I actually went to a meeting, but that didn't progress. So over the years, I've joined... Um, well, I, I learn French and just do little things like that now. I don't volunteer as such. I do. I am a volunteer helper at His to Life, setting up on the day I go. Um, but I haven't. No, I, I wanted to 
go to the gym more because I miss doing that when I was full-time working. I just wanted to be able to have coffee with friends when they rang. You know, I missed out on open days to be able to go places that people that don't work did. But, oh, yeah, I found also... things just progressed into when I wasn't working. Opportunities came up, so it was a decision whether to take that opportunity or say no. Oh, that's fabulous. And, and you didn't wait around for things to happen. You tried something. If you didn't like it, you moved on to something else, Yeah, well, which I is important. Volunteer and I, COVID put a stop to it. But I, um, I sort of thought I've, I wanted to volunteer somewhere. So I contacted the Romero Centre, the Sisters of Mercy in the city, in Brisbane, and they were looking for volunteer English teachers. And I've got quite a passion for um, people that need help, like refugees. Ross and I both were members of the Redlands for Refugees for a while. And this lady was an Afghani lady who had arrived in Australia <coughs> oh, legally on a... Um, um, she'd been in Australia for quite a year, few years, but struggling with English. So I taught her English one day a week. I'd drive to her house and um, That's lovely. about teaching, but I thought, well, we'll just get children's books and conversation. And so I did that for a few years until, and she just rang me the other day. So we're going to catch up again. Oh, that's lovely. That's wonderful. That was the first thing I did, Meals on Wheels. Um, right. And then I went to the gym and became, because fitness is a big thing, I think you, you've just got to keep fit, physically mm -hmm. fit and mentally, but physical keeps a lot of things at bay, I think. Well, you can keep moving too, can't you? Like you, you need to be able to get up and walk around. Yeah. And, and yep. learning languages, that's certainly good for your physical, um, well, mental good, fitness. Yeah, yeah. as they yeah. say, keeps dementia at bay. So um, you, I know you love travelling. Um, you say, I know it's one of your favourite activities. What is it that you like about travelling? And has being older affected the way you travel? And what are your favourite places too? When we first started to travel, I was still working and so was Rob's. Both right. our boys... Um, went to a private school and when they finished their education we thought well that money we've put into paying school fees maybe we can spend on ourselves so that's when we started to travel um, but it was grassroots travel it was a backpack um, traveling with um, companies that had homestays so it it was carrying a pack front and back we did, we've done a lot of walks. Um, we've done the Inca Trail. And so that was good in the early days in our 50s and it's gone on to early 70s and carrying the backpackers now, it's a, a pulley suitcase when we travel. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But, it's, but. I was speaking to an ageism activist and she said, you know, it's not about denying that you're getting older. It's about being practical and wise. Like the body does break down at a certain point and you have to adjust to that. It's it's about That's not, right. not yeah. giving in to um, the things that go wrong. That's right. 
so adjusting and adapting do you do you do caravanning now is that no no it's funny we didn't we never had a doubt we didn't have a caravan when we lived in sydney but we've not no no we preferred to do the overseas and always thought oh australia tasmania new zealand we'll do that later so the caravan idea never happened but we don't sort of regret that. I think the travelling that we've done was to places now that have been hit by war that I know. will mm. never be the same. Turkey, Syria, Aleppo, we had wonderful travels through uh, Jordan and Syria well before it was destructed the way it has been. Yeah, very sad. And that, that really makes me sad to think we've had meals with families and stayed in their homes through Jordan and they probably wouldn't even be alive now, which, no. yeah. So it does yeah. open your mind to the way, the hardships that other countries have had and how lucky and fortunate we are. And, um, yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate in where we've been. Yeah. Has being older um, affected the way you travel now? Well, it has in a way. Yeah. You don't do backpacks, but it has it. No. It has it. I, I, and I, I sort of don't look forward to the longer, the really long flights. Okay. Um, it's mm. in the point where once, I guess, we'd sit on a plane for 29 hours and think nothing of it. Now. Yeah. Um, oh, well, where's the halfway mark to have a hotel <laughs> stopover? Or, um, and, yes, it, it has affected in in where we go and when. Yeah. And yeah. you've got a favourite place? There are a lot of favourite places. Too many. But, um, <laughs> both of us really enjoyed India, which surprises a lot of people. Um, oh, Europe, lots of... Why uh, India? Europe. You can't explain. Yeah, you either love it. I can't explain. You either love it or you hate it. And I think the people. You've been there. Yeah, the people were 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 great. We loved the food. Very careful when we ate there. Yeah, Ros has spent time there. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm in the category of you know don't like it so much. <laughs> so, bad memories yeah. for her, though. Yeah. Oh no, not not, not bad no. memories. No. Oh, okay. I, I just wouldn't this have chosen to go back okay. again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do yeah, click yeah. with certain places, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Okay. So, and what about so mental stimulation is really important as well. And we know you were at the University of the Third Age. Is that where you went to yep. learn your languages? Yes, language? that's where I learn um, French called fun with French there's quite a few um, languages or one of many many subjects but the the class I go to is called fun with French um, and it, it, it is good there's there's a little bit of a bit of grammar and a bit of dictation but on the whole it's 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 really good fun and do you do it online no no I go every Friday afternoon from one till three um, mm. Yeah, and is it expensive? It's just local. No, it's um, U3A is uh, an annual fee. I think it's $30 I've just paid 
for the year. Yeah, that's good. And they're all volunteers that, that teach. Um, Leslie, our teacher, is a South African lady who who speaks beautiful French. And um, yeah, she's very, very patient lady. We have we do have homework, but I try and do a bit of catch up online with Duolingo. Oh yes, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. why French? Why French? Well, um, we have a French daughter-in-law. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay. Then, That's a good um, reason. Well, they live in they live just outside of Paris, Simon and Sophie, and we've just become grandparents. Congratulations. Nearly seven months old. Oh, wow. So Simon and Sophie were married in Normandy. Beautiful. And I had just started to learn French then. So Ross gave a little speech in English and I gave the equivalent in French. Wow, that, brave girl. At that point, I had to read it. But I just started learning and the class actually heard me say the speech and we did a little bit of a correction of of my grammar and yeah. Oh, anyway, that was good. Because a lot yes. of Sophie's family at the wedding didn't speak English. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I think anywhere you go, even any travellers, if you don't know the language, at least learn hello, goodbye, yeah. thank you. They love it, that. They do appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you have so, a um, yeah, go on, we go on. to be able to speak with Millie um in time to come. Is Millie your little granddaughter? Yes. Yeah. It, is she yeah. being taught English? Well, Simon's will speak to her in, in English and Sophie will speak in French. How yeah. wonderful. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Wonderful, okay. isn't it? To yeah, yeah grow amazing. up and be bilingual. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've got um, nephews uh, in Perth, and their mother was French, so they would uh, learn French and English, and six months of the year would go and um, stay with their grandparents in France How to do schooling over there. And yeah, so both these boys, they're twins. Um, they speak fluent. Um, French and English. Oh, wow. and, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. my niece speaks the same mm. speaks well, fluent Italian. Mm. Yeah. Time, Millie might come over here and. Oh yes, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> we have so to go over there soon. I've got to live, you know, at least to. Oh, you it. will. You're so fit. You have a, a really lovely saying, which um, we really like. It's it's not the diamond that diamonds are a girl's best friend. It's your best friends who are the diamonds. Why is friendship so important to you? I think I think to have a good friend, and I've got I've got a few very close friends that I could almost say anything to, and they'll always be honest with me. Because um, there are some things I think you can say to a friend that you can't always share with family, with a, a partner or just, uh, yeah, a, a friend. And I've got some wonderful friends and I'd, I'd, I'd be absolutely lost without them. Um, yeah, in, important for that sense of connection. But not not a lot. You know, a couple that... that um, yeah, there's three three other girls. Four of us have gone away for a couple of days, 
in the last two years, only for short little stays. And uh, yeah, it's it's a different form of fun that you can have with with a couple of girls and and just share a coffee. Oh, I think we debrief a lot with each other. You know, there's subjects that you talk about at times that and have a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got um, a friend of my sister's, you, you know, she gets together with her friends um, once a month, I think it is, and um, they have this rule where they spend, they're allowed to spend the first 10 minutes each talking about all their health problems yep. and then they're not allowed to mention <coughs> their health for the I rest, of, that. That's the rest of the um, yeah. rest of the outing. Yeah. <laughs> Get all the health out of the way. But what they That's say the like, a, yeah. go on. The things you talk with a girlfriend aren't always the subjects that your husband, for instance, would be interested in. No, yeah. girl talk. And sometimes yeah. an opinion from a girlfriend too is is a bit different to what, you know, your husband or, or family are likely to say. And also problems. Like, I think they're great to share problems with good friends. Oh, yes. that, that saying, yeah. a problem shared is a problem halved. And it has to be with someone you really trust. Oh, um, and, and I know that there would be two or three that I know if ever I said anything, it would certainly not be repeated. Mm, that's and I a think real that gift, isn't it? Is, is yes. Very important. I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, what other community groups do you belong to? I'm a member of Here's to Life and I tap dance every Monday morning. At seven o'clock for an hour, less, <laughs> which which is a, a a bit of an exercise routine as well. But good for the brain. Oh, I love tap dancing. The tap steps are, yeah. So is that part right of the Here's brain. to Life? Is it? Is, is that, that is that, that Here's to Life? To life have okay. A program of, well, that dance for life, sing for life, drum for life. There's but Here's to Life is the banner. And um, it's a program that's um, been going for quite a few years, self-funded. Um, self they don't get any, um, any funding from anywhere. So the, um, and, and there's a special program for um, special needs. They have a, a, a day where the special needs from the community come and our annual concert, the proceeds to that go to... Um, special needs that are generally under the NDIS program. Wow. But they come and they're part of the concert once a year. That's lovely. What about your singing? What do you, do you do singing as well? I do singing with them, but I've just joined for 12 weeks. Jonathan Welsh, have you heard? I him? have, yeah. Pay It Forward. Hmm. He's just um, formed a, a rock choir. Cool. And I, I just went last night to the first the first session of that and he's having a concert at our local RPAC in April. Oh. So there's like 70 local people that are... Oh, my goodness. Is it all ages? Well, some of the Queen, it's, it's just all rock. And are they all age people in singing all, in it? Yep. Yeah, all ages. Too many young ones. They're probably all over 50 maybe. 
Yeah, for anyone who's listening, we're in Brisbane and Marg's in Brisbane, so these will be Brisbane community groups yeah, that she's yeah. referring I'm to. I'm sure they're all over the world, though, if you look, don't you and think? Other yeah. types of yes, yeah, similar yeah, organisations. Yeah. But here's to life, I think, is fairly, yeah, I'm not sure whether that's interstate, but it's a wonderful program. And it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It, it's Thank really you. good. You sound like you're really enjoying life. Yeah. And, and no wonder you I said in the it. beginning you had to be careful that you weren't over committing all the time. <laughs> I so. know. Well, it's funny when I say um, I, I, it was through his to life singing one of the girls mentioned she, she was getting it for Christmas and she's talking about Jonathan Welsh and I thought, gee, that sounds good. <laughs> and so Ross said, yeah, go go and um, join you. It wasn't a, a great deal of money and they had a senior's, um, a senior's rate. So off I went and then I thought, oh, dear, is this too much? And I, I went and said, could I get a credit because I'm not sure if perhaps I've overcommitted. And then when I got home, she, the lady in the office said, yes, we may be able to, but it never happened anyway. And then I thought, no, I want to do it. So, so you jumped in and took I'm, a risk. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm proud mm. of you. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you actually have um, a day where you sit at home and put your feet up? Um, Thursday is generally the day. <laughs> okay. I save for appointments, doctor's appointments. and. Oh, right, okay. yeah. yeah. All right, that's that's the self-care day. I'm, I'm glad to hear there's some balance because a day of... of Sitting quietly and doing she nothing. She does other things too. Oh, I, I, I have many moments, Roz, where I grab a book and feel very guilty because I love reading and I find yes. that relaxing. I love Oh, that. perfect then, yeah. I Don't you do water aerobics be, too? Yeah, yeah, I should be doing something. No, reading's a wonderful, wonderful an hour gift. Goes and I think, oh, yeah, well, I better put the book down. What's your favourite <laughs> book that you like to read? What sort of books are they? I, I, memoirs I like or novels? Biographies or just okay. novels. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no particular. Sometimes I didn't really think I'd like um, sort of murder mystery type, but yeah, the odd. Yeah, I I really haven't got it. Yes, yeah, love reading. That's fabulous. Yeah. You're just, just loving life. Yes. Yeah, if I pick a book up and I can't get into it in the first sort of first um couple of pages that one gets put us on yeah I, I used to, to go to the back get... page <laughs> oh I go to the library <laughs> and sort of read the blurb on it and think yep I think I'll like that one yeah, yeah. no I actually read the ending and if the ending I sounded do. pretty good then I think okay that'll oh, get that's my not, I never do that <laughs> I want to be surprised <laughs> I read the blurb oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well you don't look like you've um suffered in any way by not working in fact you've got a whole new brand new exciting positive life now um really inspiring well, nothing I, to be yeah. feared no, I, I i'm enjoying life yeah you're enjoying life I that's wonderful I'm enjoying life yeah well mug we've had a, a 93 year old who said aging was just a continuum uh another said he didn't notice age it just simply happened so what's your view on getting older i always used to say oh age is only a number I really don't think too much about it but 
in all seriousness, it probably is important. And I, I feel it's probably a privilege because a lot of people don't don't make it to 70, 60 even. But now I've made it, I feel it's the lottery that I've won to reach <laughs> to reach the age I am. And um, and I think uh, I don't know. Wake up each day and be thankful that that you've made it. And I, I don't think about it. there was a there was a point in life about fifty when people would you'd have to tell your age. I sort of lost track of really how old I was. I was born. Oh yeah, nineteen forty nine. What's the year now? And you'd sort of do a quick, but but really, yeah. It, it's once you do turn seventy though. I think it's a number that. You do think you you becoming you become in touch with your mortality, on and off, but I'm thankful. I'm I've got the health and yeah, enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I think when two years ago our son was diagnosed with cancer. He's he's well now. Sorry. That's didn't right, want to Mark. do this, um, but he is well now. But that brings it home when you think, "Oh gosh, that's a child with cancer. Why isn't it me?" Mm. But he's fine. Thank he's goodness. Good. It's yeah. it's a reminder of the unpredictability of life and, and the preciousness right. yes. of life. Yes. yes, that's why I you think it's your privilege. And we're all enjoying life now to the best. Yeah, yeah, it is a gift, I agree. So that would be your one parting bit of advice to anyone um, as they age? Um, as they age, try and keep fit, keep your mind active and, um, I don't know, keep in touch with your friends. Say yes to that cup of coffee if you can. And, um, yeah, just keep fit and active. Don't feel guilty when you pick that book up and waste <laughs> a couple of hours of housework time. Readable.